You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. Three windows is good things, y'all. We got a guest today. We'll introduce you to him in a moment. Many of you already know him. I'm Clint. Welcome to Locked On Bulldogs here on Locked On Podcast Network. This is Brooks. Brooks, how you doing, my man? I don't know, but this seems like a really cheap version of the triple box on Red Zone. We're like really, really <laughs> disappointed really in the audience right now. Really? Like we're going nobody to is going to nobody's going to score a touchdown on this podcast. <laughs> it's not just 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 that. Hey, if you uh, found Locked On Bulldogs here on YouTube or on the podcast of your choosing, we're glad you found us. We are fans first and foremost. While Daniel and I are not gurus or insiders, the only guru and insider I don't even know if I can call Brooks a guru or an insider. I call him film guy. Okay, this guy right here, film guy galore. We trust him. No one else. Uh, we're fans first and foremost so we're going to talk like fans so if you call us homers that's a compliment congratulations florida fan um glad you found us have fun with this podcast don't take each other too seriously nor ourselves join us in doing so yeah thanks for being here again as clem mentioned we're on youtube um just search lockdown bulldogs on youtube the audio podcast has been around forever if you have not found that you can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe there. Leave us a rating and review. Subscribe on YouTube. Um, uh, give us a thumbs up, comment. Do whatever you do for Brooks, Brooks Austin's videos. Just go ahead and do it for our videos as well. That's all that we really ask. Yes. Um, yes. Same, just the same ratios is all we're really going for. Um, look, Brooks Austin doesn't need an introduction to y'all, but if he does, by the end of this podcast, you will be a card-carrying member of the Patreon. I have zero doubt. So um, we're just going to let him introduce himself by the way that he talks about the dogs. Brooks, how you doing tonight? Thanks for coming on the pod. I'm doing well. Did you guys talk me up enough? Good Lord. This will probably be my worst no. ever podcast appearance right now. I guarantee you. Wow. 100%. We don't doubt like, that whatsoever. Some At some point, you got to give your worst podcast, and we would be honored if it was us. It can't, and also Brooks, worse, it can't be much worse than the beginning days. They were pretty rough. They were rough. And just so you know, we've set the disappointment bar expectation for our listeners, right. and that's why they keep on coming back. So you're in good hey, company, my man. The, the number one thing in business, you don't want to oversell and underperform. So you guys are just – you guys are nailing right. right on that, that, that's right. that line. You got to – People tune it. People tune in for us, so they're sure as heck going to tune in for you, Brooks. Uh, all right. Well, good to know. Uh, let's jump in. It's obviously a bye week. Um, you've been covering this team all season. Um, I'm going to give you a chance at the end to plug where people can find you. But if somebody hasn't been following your coverage of this team, give me like your biggest picture snapshot of this Georgia Bulldogs team. And let's just start, let's just start from the angle of what makes this team different than say a 2017 team or a 2012 team or a 2005 team or another great Georgia team what sets this team apart in your mind so all great Georgia teams are talented almost all good Georgia teams are really really talented right I think the main difference for me is when I watch this football team like you'll never see them make silly mistakes you, I mean them running off the sideline last Saturday was a little bit shocking and jarring I mean that's what it's gotten to at this point when it comes to discipline and execution and what that tells me is yeah you have a really talented football team but you also have a really old football team 
There's a lot of mm. guys that came back, right, that forego an opportunity to play in the NFL a year ago. They come back for their senior years, junior years, and, and retro junior years, things like that. Guys like Zamir White, James Cook, um, and, and all those guys on the defensive line, especially Devontae Wyatt, uh, Jordan Davis comes back for an additional year as well. So you start talking about all these really, really talented players. And not only are they a year older, but most of them are your best football players, right? So you see maturation in those guys already as juniors going to seniors and now they're leading your football team and they're carrying the weight day in and day out um and, and when it comes to setting the standard and what it means to you know play on that football team and compete on that football team that's what you're mm -hmm. seeing right now i think that's the main difference between and that's what made 2017 so good right so made that football team yep. really really good really old experienced football team and when you've got that in college football you got a good football team Daniel, I talked to begin this season that the upper crust of your team, you can have depth for days and this Georgia team has depth for days, but you need that top one to 5% of the squad. And so what you're saying is the top one to 5% talent wise also has experience, also have maturity. And all of a sudden they're the leaders. You're not resting on a, a sophomore, true sophomore kid to lead exactly. any part. That's, that's a huge, yeah. by the way, when the, when the sophomores come in, their names are Jalen Carter. And so yeah. that helps a little bit mm -hmm. when the sophomores mm -hmm. are like 88 and they just destroy people by themselves inside. hundred percent. So. I mean, that's uh, honestly, that's as young as it gets in the front seven is Jalen Carter. Yeah. The rest of them. Yeah. Like, then you got Keely Ringo and that's it. No. And, and like, they're so good that nobody's talking about Zion Logue. Like that dude is a mountain. Watch him on Saturdays. He stuffs people and nobody mm -hmm. talks about him because they got like eight of them. Next yeah. year. Next year, man. Just really? wait. The young buck. It'll be. Um, who who would you say – we've asked this question to a lot of our guests, and um, I'm going to get some of your takes on maybe some specific games coming up. But, you know, being as it's a bye week, it makes sense to kind of talk big picture. So I'd love to get some thoughts, just big picture, just to start. Uh, when it comes to pleasant surprises on this team, nothing surprises you because you know everything, Brooks. But who might you say – has been one of the biggest pleasant surprises on this Georgia team. If you need to give me two, you can give me two. But who who stands out? So, like, I, if anyone told me Latavius Bernie was going to do this for a seven or eight game football span, right, dating back to the the Peach Bowl, like right? everyone mm -hmm. watched him play in the Peach Bowl, they're like, yeah, well, I mean, he had a he had a great game, but it was a one game sample. And now we're seven games into this yeah. year, and he's played really really well. So that's kind of a, a standout player to me this year, a breakout player, if you will. Um, and then another guy, especially defensively, uh, is a guy like Quay Walker. I mean, mm. the, the development of Quay, not only like yeah. just his reads and his keys and things like that stuff that we'll talk about a little bit on tape tonight, but um, his body as well. His body's changed a little bit. Uh, he's gotten a little thinner, mm. a little leaner, and is moving a little bit better from what I'm seeing on film as well. So those are two guys defensively that I think have really stepped up this year. Yeah, Brini is my dude. I just said beginning of the season, okay, I'm a little nervous about the the safety position and the star position. Then all of a sudden, Brini shows up on the scene. It's like, never mind. We we good on the back end, no matter what. Yeah. Keely Ringo's doing his thing. Like we're fine across the board. Uh, and then yeah, Quay Walker. I, I thought I saw a stat today. Uh, in every single game this year, there's been a different Georgia player mm -hmm. that's led the team in tackles. And I thought to myself, holy geez, talk about development, talking about guys playing every which way across this team. It's it's absolutely. Uh, ludicrous. So those are two names that are high on our mouths all the time. Uh, Brittany might be my my most pleasant surprise of this entire year on offense. Or I mean, you just think if you think about Brittany and like the 
the the hype around Tyke Smith coming into the season. You know, people couldn't get his name out of their mouth going into the season. Like this guy's going to come in, transfer in from West Virginia, and he's going to save the Georgia secondary that is struggling and going to struggle mightily was the narrative and rhetoric coming into the year. Um, you know, obviously don't have to tell you um, injuries suck, but Tyke Smith. We we would love him for depth, but Latavius Brady's not giving up that spot, whether Tyke Smith's healthy or not, and that's that's uh, been a pleasant the, surprise. The the terminology that I was told was he'd have to play like a first round draft pick in practice for him Ooh. to even uproot Brady at, at this point in the season. Like yeah, we're talking about a guy sure. like even when he was coming back against Auburn, we're talking about a guy five games in that had been playing really really well this year on the number one yeah. defense in the country. So, and he yeah. wasn't exactly like losing his job in camp either. Like those guys were yeah. neck and neck, but what, I mean, you say it's nice to have Bernie and he wasn't going to give up the spot anyways. I, I know that Kirby smart loves to run dime defense. That's like, if he could, he'd play six DBs. So right now he can't like, he can't play yeah. six DBs because he don't have six really, really good ones. And particularly when he plays dime, he basically plays two stars on the field. It's why for years you saw Tyreek Stevenson and Mark Webb on the football field together. That's mm -hmm. what he wants to do. Third and 10, he wants to play mm -hmm. dime package and rush five, drop six. That's what he wants to play. Um, he hadn't really been able to do that this year. They just, cover really well this year yeah it just turns out that Nicobe dean is kind of like the end-all be-all of yeah. backard star well, whatever you want he, yeah some people matter more than others and that i mean back to that uh back to talking about number seven Corey walker like that that inside linebacker group i think you could if you were to boil down if you were to summarize the entire georgia team in one position that's it's that it's like because two of those guys channing tendall Nicole, uh, Quay Walker had not done much in terms of production. They'd shown flashes. They'd been here. They'd been on like they'd been on the field. They'd done some good things, but um, had not been dependable guys over the long haul. And now both those guys, and you were just hoping would one of them step up this year. Right. And lo and behold, I mean, you got both of them stepping up. And now you got three great inside backers. I think for me, the biggest thing was like last year. Quay had an opportunity to play a lot with Monty, with Monty Rice's foot injury, with Quay Walker yeah. being the third linebacker. That's what Georgia does, by the way. They rotate three linebackers. So, they'll, I mean, one yeah. of them stays on the field a lot of the time. It was Monty Rice. Now it's N'Kobe Dean. But th yeah. they pretty much rotate throughout the game. They play three, not four. Um, so, last year, Quay Walker was the third linebacker. Channing Tindall didn't get a lot of run unless, unless right. Georgia was up big late in games in an SEC schedule. Quay Walker was playing a ton. So he's developed by the spring comes. He spends the offseason working on his body. Well, also during the offseason, during the entire spring, N'Kobe Dean's out with an, a shoulder injury, right? He had shoulder surgery. Mm -hmm. So now you get Channing Tindall's development portion of his of his college career now with the ones against good on good. So he spends six weeks of spring ball really conditioning in his body and understanding what reads and keys look like. And now he comes into his last year, and he is absolutely balling out as the third linebacker because he's finally getting reps. So first you have right. to get the reps with the development, and then you get the reps and you get to shine out on Saturdays. And that's what's happening. And it's funny because when people listen to this, right, when people listen to Kirby Smart say, well, we got to get better every day. Well, that's what two guys like Quay Walker and Channing Tindall did for four years. That's what they did. They showed up yeah. every day. They got a little bit better. And now, you know, they're elder statesmen on, on the nation's best defense and the best defense that in, we've seen in two decades. And yep. he, they're, they're yeah. two of like seven of those stories. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly and right. They're playing for the University of Georgia, the number one team in the country 
vying for a national championship instead of fill in the blank school that they transferred to not going to call anybody out specifically but you know like no. that's they could have left they could have gone they could have gone wherever <laughs> it is that people go when they leave this school i know you but, i know you didn't mean to do it but what a great balance right there of analyst and fandom you just tossed into the mm, into the audience face golly geez you see why I we have a, a of, I threw a bunch of analysts out there analysis out there and you went yeah, because they play for the dogs. Go dogs. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. They're only good because they're here. If they transfer to Miami, fine. I'll go. I'll go ahead and go. If they transfer to Miami, guess what? No one cares. No one cares about it. If you lead the if you lead Florida State in sacks, no one cares still. I mean, good on Jermaine Johnson. He's gonna get drafted, and that's good yeah, for him. Gonna get some uh, money. Uh, hey, we got some more questions for Brooks, but first I want to let you know about prize picks. It's a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize picks offer more college props than anyone else in the world. You can go think of any prop you want from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions throw. All you can think of, imagine, go on right now, prizepicks.com, and put those uh, deposits in on that daily fantasy. Right now, all the users can use the promo code locked on and get a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred bucks. Put a hundred bucks in, get a hundred bucks more right on top. Price picks allow mixed sports entries with NBA coming up. That's super important. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com. Use promo code locked on or go to the app store and download the app today. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, Clint, where do you want to go next? Uh, what I want to go next is I, I saw something ludicrous today and I was just scrolling through. I was deep in the interwebs. I saw a mock Oof. draft. I know. I, know. It was, it was, I saw Dang. a mock draft and it had it had three bulldogs in the top first in the first round. Uh, and I, that's I, I don't care about that. Like that to me is like, OK, cool. The name that was omitted from that list was Jordan Davis. Brooks, why are people the way they are? Why are people the way they are? Uh, the other three, um, Nicobe Dean. Oh, Lewis Seen was the first dog off the board at number thirteen. Which, like, I love Lewis Seen, but are you ready? Are you ready to just throx this this publication? Who wrote this? I, I can't <laughs> look. Uh, it may have been CBS. It may have been CBS. It may not have been CBS. So let's let's address. This is a lot. This is a lot. Of, this is a lot of tackle here. Let's address this. So I'm I'm, I'm with the Nicobe Dean love first yeah. round. May, like maybe he sure. got to run like four four eight, and maybe he will. He looks really explosive right now on tape, but mm -hmm. that's high for a linebacker um, that's five foot eleven. Okay, all these other linebackers that are drafted in the first round, like Patrick Queen, right? Everyone's gonna throw Patrick mm -hmm. Queen. That Joker's like six three. Okay, so it is a little bit different. This is an instinctual athlete that's got a, a high end ceiling as a football player, not really a, a testing like guru or a magician, whatever. Um, so, yeah, maybe top into the second. Let's go to Lewis Seen. I, I keep seeing this one. I don't know why. Like, Lewis is a great football player, really good college football player, second, third round draft pick. Um, Jordan Davis. Unless he comes first. back. Unless, unless he comes he, back. Unless he comes back. Like, right now, I'm talking about if he leaves as a junior, second, third round yeah. draft pick. Yeah. Um, Jordan Davis of the bunch and Adam Anderson, I'm guessing this is the third name. We didn't even get past the first two. So I'm guessing Adam mm -hmm. Anderson's the next one. I get that one. That's going to be a testing thing too. He's six, five two thirty five. The problem is he's going to be too thin. Um, yep. and he's a four, three, eight guy from what I've been told, he's going to run sub four. Jeez. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, he's a freaky testing measurables guy as is Jordan. Um, Jordan Davis is going to go sub five, uh, five flat in the 40. You watch that. I promise you, he's going he's gonna to do it at 300. And he might weigh in at 350 pounds. Y'all tell me three, he's 340, he's 350. No, no, um, he ain't 340. 
a couple biscuits away from 360. Um, he's a big boy, and he's going to run really, really fast. Those are your two, like, first-round draft picks this year. And I'm yep. telling you, the, the yep. other one that every like, the NFL draft community on Twitter of all places should love this dude. It's Trayvon Walker. He's an avatar. Like, he's the NFL yep. Twitter guy's dream. He looks like Chase yep. Young. That's what he looks like. So, yep. just don't have the stats. <laughs> yeah, I don't – I just think – you, to your point, Brooks, like you can't – with big guys like Jordan Davis, uh, really, Trayvon Walker included in this group, you, you got to turn on the tape. You can't just look at the box scores. You can't You can't be an average fan. But these draft analysts are obviously – they're going to watch – they're going to watch enough to see that Jordan Davis is manhandling double teams and making tackles in the hole uh, against SEC running backs, against running backs who are leading the SEC in rushing in week seven of the season, he's um, – there's no way that he's not a first-round. I would bet my house that Jordan Davis the, is going to be a first-round this year. The, I was just going to say the only thing holding him back, and it's still holding him back, um, is whether or not the NFL is okay spending a first-round draft pick on a guy that they only think can play two downs. Yeah. Now, yeah. he's transcendent. Like, Vita, I, I think Vita Vea was worth a first-round draft pick down there in Tampa. He was. That's what he does. He just yeah. wrecks stuff in the middle. You can't do anything yep. gap to, like guard to guard for the first two downs, but on third down, he if, comes off the field. If that's worth yeah. it, if, you, if you're like, that's what Georgia does too. They get teams in third and long, he comes off the field. Yeah. Because he's and so good on first and second down that he creates third and longs. So is third and 11 that, not worth it? Like, yeah, that's that's it, worth it. It is, but when it, when an NFL general manager is looking at you and say, "Hey, we got we got two down Jimmy over there that really helps us get to third down, and then we got third down Jimmy over there that helps us get off mm. the field," that's yeah. the difference. It's that's um, why pass rushing so valuable. Yeah. I didn't necessarily want to talk about the the draft, but we're here, and the the names. If you've listened, if you're a longtime listener to this podcast, the name that you hear Clint and I talk about the most when it comes to the NFL draft. It, because we think that his stock is going uh, is is on the the steepest ascent of anybody on this Georgia team is Devontae Wyatt Brooks. Where where's this man Devontae Wyatt going to get drafted? Because I, I would argue last year he was like a sixth seventh round pick, and now now like day two is this a day two draft pick? So so the guys I talked to in and around that program said he would have gotten like a third or fourth round grade last year. Last year. So here's the deal. Here's the thing people don't understand about Devontae Wyatt. He's 315 pounds. He's gonna run four eight five. But he's oh, he's gosh. a he's a he's a testing freak. So yeah, last year with the tape, the stuff he put on tape combined with um the testing measurables that are, that they're expecting from him, yeah, he was gonna get a third or fourth round evaluation. Yeah this year so this I think is second round pick that in. Well, I mean, it, it yeah. doesn't necessarily ascend like that always because when when it comes to like evaluating an athlete, you know, he was an, he was just as big of an athlete and a freak athlete last year. I didn't necessarily need additional tape. I knew he was good on tape too. I, they the, the public just doesn't know what this dude does testing wise, um, and yeah. like the looks on y'all's faces. That's what that's what happens to a lot of scouts as well. You hear what 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 he's how big yeah. and runs what. And you're like, yeah, watch him move laterally too on tape, coach. And then they come back and they're like, yeah, he's top nine. You, you just turn on the film, you just watch the game. You can tell the explosiveness yeah. by which he comes out of the trenches. Like it's he's it's freakish. That's the trick. He's, he's bow legged. Watch. Look him. at you. He plays. He plays with lower hips than everybody else. He's bow legged. 
Nobody Look else is looking. Nobody else is looking to see if somebody's bowlegger or not. This is Brooks. This is the thing that no. Brooks Austin brings to the game that nobody else. Well, is. my my one one of my one of my coaches growing up used to have this theory that all he liked all of his catches to be bowlegged, and I was like, why? He was like, he explained it to me. He was like, they just got nat- they got but yeah, whatever. Um, like bowlegged always, always the freakiest ones. Uh. Hey Daniel, we're going to come back. I want to uh, talk about this offense because we haven't been to it. Yeah, yet. we, we got to switch this offense. We, I don't think Brooks even Big. acknowledges we play offense based on this conversation no. that we've been having. That's do not. You? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I. Um, let's let's do that before we do. I want to tell you about Bill Bar. Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar on planet Earth. It comes in a million delicious flavors: chocolate, fruit flavors, caramel flavors. All of them are high in protein. All of them are low in sugar. All of them are high in fiber. They're all keto approved or good for whatever diet you may or may not be on. And um, uh, if you go to BuiltBar.com right now and enter the promo code LOCKEDON15, you're going to get 15% off your order of any amount of Built Bar that you choose. So go to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON15, and get 15% off your order. But that's not just all. We also want to let you know about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is your sportsbook experts. If you are placing bets, which you should because it's fantastic, college football, NBA, don't bet on NBA. Like, y'all, just just stay away from that hot mess, okay? It's Don't you're bet gonna, on the NBA. Uh, don't no. do that, okay? Don't be like Sal. No. Um, but uh, but no. bet on all the locks that we're going to come back tomorrow and talk about locks. Betonline.ag, your sportsbook experts, whether it's props, whether it's over-unders, Single game parlays, money line, sprinkling in on that. Go to betonline.ag, put in the promo code locked on and get 50% bonus right on top. There he goes, a little sprinkle down there for Brooks. He knows what to do. Um, go right now, locked on, get 50% deposit on your first initial deposit, betonline.ag. All right, Brooks, bet I want to Bet online don't want to see me right now. I'm telling you. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm, 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 I'm taking bet online's money right now. I'm on a you dang, coming in on a heater. heater, bro. Oh, I'm on a heater, oh, dog. You I'm need to like see a, it. I'm talking about like a two, two and a half week heater. Everything I touch is fire you right got, now. Hey, you got I one saw, of the I saw bet online and give one to the people for this week. Look down yeah. like that. What's up? Give one to the people. Yeah, give one. You got one for the people? You got one loaded up? I was just finishing off my joke. Um, no, sorry, uh, dude. <laughs> Steve. Um, what was my? What was, I mean, come on. Now you got me all off. Um, what was my Stone Cold Lock of the Week this week? Um, I think I took. Uh, who's playing Michigan? This is how quick. This is how uh, my attention span works. Either way, Michigan. Laid, Michigan State. Oh no, wait, no, they play no, next week. Is Michigan there a bye? They have a bye somebody week. Not no, they had a bye week this last week. Yeah, I'm looking right now for you. Either way, I took uh, – oh, it's Northwestern. North, I took Northwestern, Northwestern. Uh, plus 21 and a half this week. I think it's a lot. Michigan That's plays a lot of points. Uh, not necessarily good non or power five teams really, really poor this year. I think they had a three-point yeah. win over Rutgers, like a seven-point win over another – or Nebraska, something like that. Might, might have flip-flopped those. Uh, by the yeah, way – Anyways, go ahead. By the way, Brooks, um, now you know what it's like to be me every single day on the podcast where you just can't get a word in edgewise because this man over here just – just yapping them gums for days, right? Um, hey, Clint, get here when you can, and we'll just start the podcast whenever. My, okay, my coach, um, my coach used to say horse blinders. My man running down the track with the horse blinders on. KC, nothing next to him. He just, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. That's right. That's exactly right. And why do I need to look around me when I'm out in front? That's what I'm yeah, trying to say. They, they All, right. Them, All right. Brooks, let me give you these five names, and I'm going to ask you for a ranking one to five. I'm not asking for – these are five players that are – at some point this year will come back from injury, 
Okay. Oh, I'm not asking yeah. you for who's the most likely to come back from injury this week against Florida uh, or next week, right? I'm asking you to rank them one to five in terms of who's the most important for Georgia mm. to come back against Florida uh, in two weeks. George Pickens. Most important. Okay. Here we most go. important. George Pickens, Don Blaylock, JT Daniels, Christopher Smith, Arian Smith. Give me a one okay. through five. Jorge, Dom, JT, Chris Smith, Arian Smith. So George Pickens is so special. Put him in number one no matter what. Okay. He's most important. Ooh, yeah, love he's, it. I love it. Ooh, he's wee. really, really, he's a really, really good football player. Um, I would put, and this I'm this not a slight. I at that point we address who has backups, who does not. So give me the other four. Like Dominic Blaylock. He's a really good football player. They got a bunch of other guys. Same thing for Arian Smith. I would put them a little further down. Um, JT okay. Daniels probably right in the middle because Stets is playing really well. What Chris Smith's done at defensive back, though, has been exceptional. Um, so I would put him number yes. two, even though Dan Jackson's played really, really, really well. But having more DBs, the better. We just talked yep. about that with the dime pack. 100%. They, they, they want to continue to Couldn't play. agree more. That, that is a I, great, I got a crap shoot order. on the other one. They're kind of tied. I mean, honestly, yeah. the two okay. receiver, the two receivers that are touch and go, anyways, like Arian Smith, I think going to be touch and go at most of his college career. I think you're, you'll have games where he goes two catches, a hundred yards, and he has games where it's like, was he in the game plan at all this week? I don't know. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be kind of what you've got going on because that's what Todd Munkins used that body type like that his whole career. Mm. Like, look what he did with Deshaun Jackson. He had years and games really games where it's like four or five games out of the 16 game schedule where Deshaun Jackson goes for a buck 60 in all three of the, all four of the games. That's the same thing that's going to happen with Aaron Smith. Um, what in a, in a sense for people who don't understand just how special Todd Munkin is, because we can't stop talking about that. He is one of the main differences on this team this year. What makes Todd Munkin special for Georgia? I got it. So you hear after the game when Kirby smart starts talking about how, we took what the defense gave us. Do you know how hard that yeah. is? Okay, like not and, and boil it down this way, right? So instead of designing uh, an offense that we're going to run for a twelve game s sample, right? Instead of designing what we do, right? Do what we do on offense. Mm -hmm. Todd Munkin's such a good offensive coordinator that yeah, he has his base knowledge of what he wants to do. He's got his own identity as an offensive coordinator. But then every single week, he looks at what the opponent is, what the opponent wants to do, what they are at their truest self, and then designs an offense on that that week. They go out, mm -hmm. they run it, they execute it. That's what good offensive coordinating is. It's not just like, yeah. hey, like we're, we're a power option football team or, hey, we're a, a, a spread zone op option football team or we're an RPO offense. Like, no, Todd Munkin's all of those things. When he first got hired at Georgia and I first started watching him, I immediately thought of the words chameleon, chameleon coordinator. Ooh. That's what he is. He blends, he hmm. molds, he shapes, he crafts. That's how he goes about his business. And that's what good offensive coordinator looks like. Yeah, it, like all the other bells and whistles stuff, that's fun. Don't get me wrong. It's fun to watch. Um, sustained success over the long haul looks like Todd Munkin, though. Ooh, 100%. Ooh, I, I love that last little nugget there. Sustained success looks like Todd Munkin. That is – put that on a flipping card, Todd. 
Somebody, somebody, a, a graphic designer of the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. Put that, give me a Todd Monken at the retreat with the waterfall in the background. Guys, what that sustained success looks like. 80 20, 80 20 split my way, of course. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, clearly. Everything you say, that, that was that was assumed for me. Look, no man, doubt. the plug for the Patreon's coming. Just hold, keep your pants on down there. We're going to be fine. <laughs> um, all right. I love that because, because listen, Kirby's the king of coach speak. He's the king of a lot of things, including Georgia, but he's also yeah. the king of coach speak. And we take what the defense gives us to the untrained Kirbanese ear. It sounds like just another coach speak rhetoric. But if you contrast that with the way Kirby traditionally talks about offense, how does he normally talk about offense? We, we want to establish an identity. We want to run the ball. We want to be this kind of team of overpowering, dominate, make them quit, take them to the woodshed type of mentality offensively. And then all of a sudden Todd Munkin comes in last year, COVID year, getting his feet underneath him, all the things that went on with his team. But then this year, first kind of full season, spring practice, got his quarterbacks back, got, got a lot of the system in place. And all of a sudden you hear Kirby talking about the offense differently. I think that's a huge point that you make, Brooks, because – um, this Georgia team has shown this year it can beat you with the pass no matter who's in a quarterback, and it's shown you they can beat you with the run no matter who's in a quarterback or running back for that matter. So uh, I think that's huge. Um, Clint, you got anything else? Or I got one I can, more. I could can, can do this for days, but no, go ahead. All right, I got I got one more for you, Brooks, and this is more on brand. We've been tossing you a lot of analyst questions. We're going to bring into our world here for a second. It's more on brand for the podcast. Um, now, Brooks might be lobbying for a coaching job Dude, at some I, of these schools. I, and so I listen, talked he about, might not want to answer. I talked about how you go about wiping your butt on 680 the fan the other day for like 15 minutes. So whatever you got, let's go. I mean, let's, it's all good. There's so many follow-up questions that I want to ask, but <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask any of those questions. Uh, all right. A, a big topic of conversation on this podcast, year in and year out, and there's a revolving door, and, and people are making case all the time. But but one fan base has to be the worst fan base in all of college football, Brooks. They have to. It's just the way math works, okay? There's yeah. a top and there's a bottom. We don't need to talk about the top on this podcast because I think we're all pretty clear. But let's talk about the worst fan base in all of college football and if it's not an SEC team, you're really going to have to come out defending yourself. And so I want to know the worst fan base in the SEC. But I, but I think it's going to be one and the same. So who are you going with uh, and why? So, I mean, I, I judge based off, like, my own personal interactions, right? I'm not out, yes. like, at tailgates talking trash to different fans because, A, I'm not one. B, I don't really care that much. But it's inevitable for what I do that opposing yep. fan bases are going to find my work and they're uh -huh. going to react to it one of two ways. And honestly, they right. react to it um, kind of in the same way Georgia fans do too. They either A, sure. think I'm that that D word, right? They think I'm a douche. Um, yeah. They think I'm a jerk. They think I'm arrogant, whatever. Um, or B, they think I'm right. Um, so I guess I judge it based off how many of the fan base think I'm wrong. And that's probably Florida. <laughs> Florida thinks I'm the worst. They think I exclusively shop at Walmart, which I do. They think I exclusively <laughs> get my hair cut at Great Clips, which I don't. Um, and they think I'm a little fat, which I am. So maybe they're not <laughs> two, all wrong. Two out of maybe three. Hey, two, two out of three ain't bad. 
But where that's, they lose me is making fun of my haircut. Look, hey, no, that's on point. That's, that's what I'm Come saying, on. dog. Like this Come thing is now. I ain't changed. Like I know you guys gas me up. That's what y'all do. Maybe that's why you only mm -hmm. ask me on here once a year. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> Come on, once hey, a year, hey, 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 once a year. hey, wait, that needs to change. Brooks, we're going to change what that because do? what y'all doing next week? You want to get back, jump back on, skip, <laughs> jump back on the call. Uh, um, now, that, now that you say something, I think I'm booked. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I got my, I got my handy dandy oh, planner. I just, I just got this in the mail today. Holy um, Lord, he's got the 2021 2022 planner he's pulling out there. He ain't, he ain't playing. Six called. He ain't playing. You know, he's coming don't, out here. Don't. All right. Um, no, I got hit in the Florida fans. I got to write everything down. <laughs> Florida fans are the worst. And so let's end by just like real quick. That, that game's coming up. Florida fans. Yeah. Florida's got an average running back at quarterback, and he's backed up by a decent running back. Uh, so I think they've given those out. circumstances. Oh, is. Is Richardson now I, the starter? It, I don't know. Okay. I, you would only assume they have an there. average running back and a decent running back uh, as their as their the quarterback whisperer has those two options to go with. Yeah. So what? A, no one can run the ball against Georgia. No one can run the ball against Georgia. Period. And so mm -hmm. Florida's not going to have any success on offense. That's my take. That's our take. Uh, we don't expect this game to be close at all. Give us a bizarre, weird scenario where this game could even remotely be close. Uh, it turns out to be Florida, Georgia. Like every once in a while, even if the teams are overmatched, it turns into a good football game. I mean, I, I know, like I know, you don't want to hear that. You were trying to bait me up for me to confirm your your thoughts that they're going to beat the break drums off of. And look, I, I think Georgia handily like controls this football game. They will. Um, I've got another ten days to really look at the tape before I really come to grips with everything that I think about this football game. Um, but I know just box score scouting, they try to run the football. Georgia doesn't allow people to run the football. That's a bad mix, right? Um, I will say that I think the Richardson kid is immensely talented. I really do. And I don't know what, like, people – and I'll end it on this. People give Kirby Smart all the crap in the world for quarterback management, mismanagement, whatever you want to talk about. The quarterback, quote-unquote, whisperer, has been playing the wrong quarterback for seven weeks. So – and it took, it took like, everyone's eyes to see it. Watch that South Florida game. Watch him. Watch Ooh. him for two series, and you'll say, oh, my God, I think that other guy's better. Hell, go all the way back to the Sugar Bowl last year. Mm -hmm. Watch both those football players. Tell me the other one just doesn't bring a little bit something different than the other mm -hmm. guy, number five. So – yeah, for all the crap people throw it, uh, you know, Kirby Smart for his quarterback management. Damn, I've no, been playing the wrong one for like six or seven no, weeks. It's all, it's all pride, Brooks. It's all pride. It is. Emory it is. Jones is the guy he said was going to be great. And so he had to make him a such. Taking him out admit, is no. admitting that he's wrong. Emory's our quarterback. Yeah. Oh, that is good. Oh, that is good. Um, hey, Brooks, we have sent a lot of people your way, and they have been yep. blessed for it. Uh, tell the people who haven't been over to your site uh, where they can find you and what you do over there. So first of all, I run Dogs Daily. It's our uh, Sports, Sports Illustrated Affiliated. Try saying that a bunch of times. Sports Illustrated well, Affiliated website um, covering the Georgia Bulldogs. I also run 
uh, our Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin. Um, that's where I give out all my inside information and not all of it, but you know, my inside information and uh, exclusive content like film studies um, and an exclusive community that's set out for only our Patreon members. Uh, it's getting pretty big, growing pretty fast. So if you guys want to jump in yeah. on it, feel free to do so. And of course, as always, gentlemen, you can follow me on Twitter at Brooks Austin. So I appreciate you guys for having me, man, for real. Yeah, oh, we love this. Absolutely. Listen, Brooks. dog fans, if you're not if you've not checked out some of these film study videos, if you've not watched Brooks do his thing on this Patreon, y'all got to get over there. 25 minutes. So. It's the real deal. He's on this internet thing every dang night. I don't know what he I don't know what kind of a life he man, does I, or does not. I don't not know how you have a kid, have, bro, but like, it's not. Like have you checked have you checked the eye color of that coffee. kid? Death Wish Coffee. It's, it's blue by the way. And yeah, we spend yeah. we spend every single night when I get home together. So before he goes to bed, <laughs> um, you guys actually cut into bedtime. How rude of you guys! You guys and Luther burden. What a burden! Am I right? Um, Dude, but why is I'll, Lad McConkey so much better than Luther burden at football? That's what I'm asking. That's what we're asking here. That's not. I, I'm leaving on that one. I gotta go. Right. I appreciate Look, you guys. We'll be I'm back tomorrow, dog fans. Thanks for being here. Uh, go follow Brooks. Go check out his Patreon, and we will see you guys tomorrow. See you.